1: 17th, 2021. A little different here. We have a um, a lot of you have heard me uh, encourage you all to get involved, roll up your sleeves, do something, start a band, uh, start a political project, run for office, uh, any number of things, start a blog, you name it. And uh, one of our listeners, one of our regular listeners and callers, Alan White, I can use his last name because he has become a guest, Alan White. He has uh, decided he is throwing his hat in the ring and rolling up his sleeves to run on the independent line, on the independent as an independent for the governor of the state of Arizona. Alan, welcome to the show as a guest. Well, thank you very much, Jeff. I appreciate you having me on. You betcha. Uh, You betcha. All right. Well, let's start as I usually start with first-time guests, though you've called before and, of course, been to many of our events. But now that you are uh, declaring yourself a candidate for office, tell the audience a little bit about yourself autobiographically and uh, why you're doing what you're doing.
2: Okay. Quickly, I was born in San Diego. My father was a Navy fighter pilot. Traveled around. Uh, I ended up in Arizona in 82 with the, with the military. Uh, met my wife. Ended up staying here. We've raised three beautiful, intelligent, funny uh, children. And uh, they're great human beings. Uh, been a industrial manufacturer's rep for 35 years. Covered all kinds of products from bridesmaids, dresses, all the way to high-tech welding alloys and surgical instruments.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I'm a patented electrical energy uh, generator designer. Uh, so I know a lot about actually making things work. Um, in 1998, I actually uh, went to the Republican Party to run for governor. That's when Jane Hull had ascended for the signing thing. The Republican Party didn't want young and smart then, and they don't want smart now. So um, it's a product of I've been in this a long time. I've uh, worked on the on the process of going from being a Republican to an independent then, and now working the the halls of the legislature to make it so that independents now have an even split to get on the ballot, which is the key. If we want really good elections, we need candidates on the ballot. And we as voters actually can do the audit right now at the very beginning by signing petitions for people, because electronic signing has changed the whole way of getting people on ballot. They're no longer challengeable. So the parties can't restrict anything. It's only a numbers game. Uh, The party people need 11,000. Uh, petition signatures from all voters. I need over forty thousand, but that's okay, because with over four million registered voters and more than a third independent, we've got this game. We've I, I have registered- to
1: tell you right here and right now, Alan. Just an interruption. I really like what you said in one of the pieces I've seen from you, which is you have never complained about process. You just don't. You just go and deal with it. I, I, I thought that was I thought that was noble. Anyway, go ahead.
2: Well, uh, thank you. Because what, you can't complain about the process if, if you play shoots and ladders. You got to know how to play the game, right? And politics is a game. People don't really realize the real game of politics. The parties control this and that. They don't want competition. They they move people around. They make it so that you know we don't want to have any primary competition here. And the parties have been able to really dictate who gets on the ballot. But if you go to azsos.gov, it's the Secretary of State's office. It's super easy. It's the best kept secret in politics and election integrity. Mm-hmm. Type in, go to the thing, go go to the elections tab, the petitions tab, type in your your driver's license number, and you will find so many names that are people who are wanting to serve. Mm -hmm. On the governor list alone, I'm the 10th name down on the right, the independents are first. There are 34 names on mine alone. I had over 104 names to choose from up and down all the way across the ballot of people who want to run and who need petitions signed. See, that's where we really can have a great election, is if we have more voices with more ideas about the future, and not what the tweedles are going to give us right now. Now, and, that, and what right now is very scary. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I take the point. Now, 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 help me out and the audience out for those that are inclined to help you out. Okay. Uh, on what it is about the. Republican Party that keeps you or has you uh, disconcerted enough to want to not be a part of it in your run
2: um it started early on. I took them the information they didn't want you know they only asked two questions who have you ever voted or who have you ever given money to and who have you ever volunteered for they didn't care about ideas they didn't and the parties don't because that's not their job. Their job is to get people elected and and getting on the ballots is the party's job and and the Republican Party right now it's in its problem child situation because of Doug Ducey. And the, the party allowed Martha McSally to step out of her congressional seat, run for Senate. She was a loser. They appointed her to a, a seat she didn't belong in only for, for two reasons. One, it, it allowed her to keep her to fully get vested in the congressional pension, and she was the only— state GOP person that Doug Ducey could count on that if they actually won in 20, wouldn't run in 22, so he could get the job after he left. So that's how that got all screwed up. Kimberly Yee should actually be Senator Ye and running for re-election, and we never have Mark Kelly. So Doug Ducey and, and the McCain acts and, and the party hacks on that side screwed that all up. And there's now they're wallowing in their own problems. The party people don't want and have never wanted real change in ideas because then it takes issues off the platter. Parties live on issues, not on solutions. And independents, for more than one third of the voters, there are more of us than Democrats, almost as many Republicans. My goal is to have more independents at the end. Uh, we have three or four hundred thousand disenfranchised Republicans and Democrats who haven't voted for a while. Six hundred thousand of our Democrats now are old-school Babbitt DeConcini Democrats. They're not. They're not this leftist BS that we're getting out of the Obama, Valerie, Jared, Susan Rice White House that's giving us our daily civil chaos event to piss us off. And believe me, it is about – it's on purpose. It's to piss us off,
0: and it's all for our guns. Now,
1: believe be careful, Alan. Gonna... I, gotta, I got i got—I rules I got I to play by, okay, from that from oh, the probably. federal government, yeah. okay? Yep.
0: <laughs> Usually for we three, give you I, one. I'm, I'm not
1: I'm giving consider.
2: you two. I know. I know. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but they give us 80 million votes. You know, 80 million magic votes they're not going to waste in Washington, so – there's the parties. I'm disenfranchised with the parties because they don't provide anything anymore. You don't, as a candidate, you don't need them anymore. You can go out, reach out with the voters, social, say hi. You can fundraise on, you know, go to my Twitter page. You can see my fundraising thing right there on the profile if you want to help out. Fine. Go to my Twitter page, No More Tweedles, you know, because this is about No More Tweedles. That's you listen, look at me. I'm the a, I'm a No More Tweedles candidate.
1: T W E E D L E S.
2: Right, That's just like the, the tweedles, no more tweeters. at no more tweedles. Okay,
1: and is that a website? Yeah. Do you have a website as well?
2: Uh, the website is not quite finished yet. It's kind of a combination of the game Clue and a horse racing. Uh, oh, okay. A betting right. window, but for so now they can follow fun. you
1: on Twitter or reach out to you via on Twitter.
2: Twitter. If they want to talk to me, they can they can email me at info at no more tweedles
1: I want to talk to you about the issues that uh, you support in a moment, uh, and we have plenty of time. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, give you plenty of time here, Alan. So, my, but but before I do, do you think running as an independent is more productive than trying to fix and challenge within the Republican Party? And if not, why? If so, why?
2: Um you know how you're driving down one of our freeways right now under construction and you get a big nail in the sidewalk they can't fix that tire they have to change the tire and the parties have big nails in the sidewalls and they're not really worth fixing not really not in this not in the, the way they are because again it's the head of each of the party the democrat party changed in 2008 when obama got elected and they started putting leftists in the head of the party that's why the 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 more elected officials later on, after that, have become more left. The parties have a lot of control, but now in Arizona, with the way we can do balloting and getting on the ballot, again, it's about getting on the ballot. You can't change something if you don't get on the ballot, and the party way is not necessarily the way to change it. The 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 the, the whole way, is, because the parties have really lost their way. What what do they what do they stand for? They also... The, the well, let me let me put it government. to you this
1: way. You you thought Kim Yee would have been a better senator who someone was yes. evidently someone you would have supported to be a senator. She's running yes. for governor. You think yes. she was good for Senate, not for governor?
2: Um, she was the perfect. No, she was the perfect appointment to senator because of her her management style and her campaign style. She and, and being an incumbent senator would work well for her because she was the, the logical choice. She wasn't the McCain family choice. She wasn't trusted. She doesn't didn't know the ways of Washington. As Doug put it when he when he, you know, appointed McSally. The ways of Washington is code word for doing what you're told. You know, it's like it's like unfortunately Kelly, you know, ruined his whole reputation by the ways of Washington by voting anti American stuff and spending his whole time making fundraising calls because that's what freshman senators do. And I feel sorry for him, I really do. He, he he's not a radical, but he's now become a radical by voting, which is sad. No Kim Yee is a She's a she's a very nice lady. I know
1: Kim. Let me, let, yeah. me, let me do this. Let me put us on pause for the commercial break. Okay. Uh, we've got plenty of time here. You're, you're, okay. you're a fascinating interview as, as you are always a fascinating caller as well. And by fascinating, I mean that is complimentary. Uh, okay. So uh, give me a break, and we'll be right back. And anyone who wants to ask a question of Mr. White, independent candidate for governor, feel free to give us a call. He will take your calls as well at 602 We will be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show. Alan White is our guest. He is a uh, regular listener and uh, uh, occasional caller to the show regular caller to the show really and uh, running as an independent for the governor of uh, the office of Governor of Arizona uh, got some emails during the break Alan uh for you yeah. and uh, I'll just read you one which uh, preempts anything I was gonna say anyway uh. Regarding Alan White, have him talk about the issues. We were going there. Do you consider yourself a conservative? What are your pl- principles, platform, lower taxes, borders, that kind of stuff? Take it away.
2: Um, go to my Twitter account. You'll find how conservative I am. I'm not a radical conservative. I believe in balanced budgets uh, On the border, I've been uh, already talking about, uh, you know, government's not going to do its job. The state can. I talk about uh, already uh, organizing a civil air drone patrol, getting our public involved and having them coordinate surveillance uh, back to a uh, uh, a certified location uh, within our government to uh, make sure we're keeping an eye on the border easily. Uh, We can do that. There's a lot of things we can do. Um, Most any issue you're going to find as far as, you know, personal privacy, gun rights, freedom of speech, Um, it's all there. Uh, All you have to do is read the Constitution. You go down 1 through the 7, all the amendments, all the Constitution, except 17A, I I would love to get the repeal of the 17th Amendment and have senators uh, back uh, taken from the State House instead of publicly elected because we've lost states' rights. Um, um, For uncapping the House, I don't know, most people don't really understand what that is, but 435 in the House of Representatives is not representative of the people anymore. Um, and we need to you know uh, i 'd love to ratify the state to ratify the article but first, so we actually get a formula for representation um, you pick an issue i know and i'll and i 'll speak about it
1: uh, well let let 's talk about the issue of governance. Do you worry yep. about being an independent governor with a house and Senate that is going to be of two parties, not your own?
2: Um, no, because ideas, uh, supersede party. If you have good, solid ideas that garner super support, and they will, then you don't worry about the party. It's about the idea that you're putting forward. The reason why we're out where we are is because we have issues with no solutions that have these uh, political solutions, and, and they get us nowhere. If you come across, I had no problem. I've been in a, I've been a rep for 35 years. I've sold all kinds of product. I've dealt with all kinds of people. you, you, you have to know your audience and what you're selling. And in this case, each idea has its own sale. And I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on, on you know, I'm not a woke guy. Uh, you know, I believe that, you know, trans athletes should have their own lane in the, in, in the race if they want to have a lane in the race and, uh, you know, not race another lane. So, talk talk to good. me about
1: an issue du jour, obviously, on the minds of so many uh, our age, older, even younger. Um, and that's the issue of education. Uh, what's happening at the school boards? Critical race theory and mask mandates. Take them in any order you want.
2: Uh, first, we'll go with quick mask mandates. You can't mask something that you can't mandate something that doesn't work. Read the box. They have the liability thing on there. it. Doesn't work against viruses. People were conned. Uh, the school board problem will pretty much correct itself in the next two election cycles as parents now wake up. You know they all fell asleep. Um, my kids were in elementary school in the in the early 2000s and you know we were semi-awake but we had more control but since then it's gotten worse and worse and and you've got to remember that those are small count elections and they're easy to win so if you're not paying attention radicals get in so now you're paying attention i see the school board problem fixing itself before it it's fixes itself in. though
1: it does need some it, it could use some help i would think if you don't want to wait two to four election cycles right so the governor and the legislature uh passed a bill purporting to ban critical race theory. It's caught up in the court a little bit. Uh, Arizona Supreme Court weighed in on it. It'll probably have to go back to the legislature for rewriting as a single issue. Do you support banning the teaching of critical race theory as a legislative and governor's over a governor's signature and a legislative priority?
2: Uh, Banning it is different than encouraging the people not to select it as a a curricula criteria. Sure. See, the, there's a big difference. When, when you talk about banning, you go down that slippery slope. It's like the, the guy with the Fifth Circuit. The, the best thing he talked about was the overreach that this this, this opinion will uh, attach itself to, which was great. And when you start banning individual uh, curricula, then, then you, you're on a slippery slope. But the key is to understand that it's there, understand how to remove it from the curriculum at your local level, and do it in a way that's legal and easy, and, it's, and it is easy once you know how the, the, the curriculum actually gets, you know, how they're buying textbooks and which is their next level and, 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 and reading through all the textbooks. People don't know how complicated all that stuff is, and yeah, it's in there because it takes five years to get textbooks done, and they've been, in, they've been slipping this stuff in for years.
1: So I think what the um, so Republican the Party the would process. say, at least the ones that passed this ban, is that there are something like over 200 school districts in Arizona. And if we hear you right, you're saying it's up to each and every one of those individual districts to decide. It's not something that should well, have a statewide blanket policy on racialist teaching.
2: Um, the, the, my goal is to get together with the education department and set out a really great framework for um, getting kids educated better than they are now. But
1: what if the superintendent she, is a Democrat like Hoffman? That's your education department. She can.
2: I know. Again, it's, it's personalities and, and your ability to, to get your ideas across in a, in a cogent way that is rational and understandable. Um, if you've never been in sales, your first, your first objection is not the end of the sale. You, know? you have to learn to overcome objections. You, you know, okay, what's this objection, that objection, then you figure out how to make it, you, 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 you make the sale and you proceed. Um, and it goes in all walks of life. Uh, education is one there's there's a lot to do. Um, I have came up with a bunch of stuff when I ran in, in 98 about just how to pay teachers and how to make it equitable, um, where the state actually takes over the paying of the teachers. And then we take the highest districts that we being paid, then we're going to pay all the teachers that way. So the teachers in Ajo and in Benson and, and everywhere else all getting paid the same. Right, so right, right. But
1: stay with college. me for a second. Right. I'm good with all okay. that, and I'm, I'm, I'm okay. for increased merit teacher pay too right. but the concern would be you're talking about a statewide policy to help teachers we're asking about a statewide policy to help parents and students
2: well that you know there's a difference a statewide policy to help parents and students is not it's not the state banning anything it's educating the people as to what the curriculum is and how to eliminate it from your uh Curriculum now in your school, Okay. because if you're going to say we're going to ban critical race theory teaching, if you start going through all the books, you just pulled them all out. Now they don't have any textbooks, and and, and oh, there's plenty of good history textbooks
1: that don't do CRT. Are, but, you would admit that they're,
2: they're not in the schools at this point because they've all been shuffled and removed. Banning critical race theory is, I'm, I'm against it. It's stupid. It, it's, it's, it's 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 this liberal claptrap BS and nonsense. But the word, my problem is the word banning. You know
1: you, you, you all right, start, well, you know, okay, all right, I know I take your point you've been clear. I'm against
2: it i'm I'm against it. I'll work to make sure that it's not there, but the word banning is is slipping.
1: all right, well, stopping and forbidding teaching on racialist educational and pedagogy is not something I have a problem with, but it's okay. I'm interviewing you. uh we will be right back. I have more questions for you. I want to talk to you a little bit, Alan, on the other side of this about you versus the other Republicans running for governor. I'm Seth Leibson. He's Alan White, candidate for governor. Twitter account, at NoMoreTweedle. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show. Alan White is our guest. His Twitter account at no more Tweedles, at no more Tweedles, T-W-E-E-D-L-E-S. Alan White is uh, running as an independent for governor of Arizona. Alan, let me talk to you a little bit about um, you versus the uh, declared Republican candidates. For full disclosure, as you know, I've already endorsed one of them. But um, between uh, the, the, the four that I know of that have announced, Karen Robson, uh, Matt Salmon, Kim Yee, and Carrie Lake... Um, I think it would be fair to say – I'd love your comment. I think it would be fair to say that if any one of them were to be elected, they would be the most conservative governor in Arizona history. Do you disagree with that?
2: Um, the most
1: uh, conservative governor? Uh. Given their backgrounds, know. given what they've done, given, given their what they've said. Maybe, I
2: don't know. Not saying, I mean, probably not. But, uh, founder of the this,
1: Freedom this, Caucus.
2: Yeah, I put, you know, that's all. Half of that's gas anyway. Um, hmm. Carrie Lake, and me, I'm, I'm as concerned. I mean, for all of them, we're all the same as far as. Well, that's my worry then. If we are all the same,
1: same, do you worry about taking yeah, votes from the potential? Yeah, nah, nah. Do no, you no, worry about have, taking no, okay. votes from the potential of having? The most conservative governor of Arizona no, by being no, an independent the way Bill I, Schultz took votes from Carolyn Warner when he ran for governor in 86.
2: In this, Well, in this case, no, because I'm not taking anybody's votes. I'm earning my votes. See, I always like this. Oh, if the independent gets and in, he's taking their votes. No, he's earning his vote. He, if they're losing votes, that's because they're losing votes. Well, if it's vote. about and you, and yes,
1: I, but if it's about implementing conservative principles as the as the concern
2: it been in conservative principles and i'm anybody who could vote for any of them could vote for me any republican who could vote for them could easily vote for me i knew trump was going to win when he came down the escalator because he had to win this the million plus the million three hundred pound independents that we have all want something different they're not looking for the party all the way
1: but how do we their votes break they, they break for democrats don't they
2: well, no, they, they break – the independents break, however, because, oh, we're supposed to break this way, and they, and they come for us this way. How about this? Well, How Joe Biden won him here in Arizona them.
1: by nine points. Uh, Kelly won him over uh, – won over the independents, who? right?
2: Well, okay, but you got to remember, it's it's candidate by candidate. Okay. Kelly won independence because Martha McSally is a dud as a candidate.
1: Okay. Sorry. Okay.
2: Just, she was never going to win. Okay. You know, you can't look at past elections anyway as far as now because – the way independents are and the way we have the ability to get on the ballot. See, their calculus changes. When there's no independent, then they kind of fight over the independents and they know how, what they're, you know, we get our of our votes and this and that, and then we win by six votes and that's all they care about. But when you have a, if I get, if I make the ballot in April, where I get over 40,000 petition votes, both of the parties are going to have a soiling moment because they're not going to know what to do. Their, their calculus is all going to be gone. They're going to, have, they're going to come up against a candidate who has stronger ideas about our future than any of them and very creative ones. And I'm not taking anybody's votes, I'm earning my vote. So when they start complaining, here's the game they're complaining that I'm taking their votes, then they're losing.
1: Well, I'm not, right. not making that complaint. I'm suggesting that regardless of who the personality is, I want the principal. And if something detracts right. from electing that principal's execution in office, I would worry about that. Is that fair? Right.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. And in this case, there's nothing to worry about as far as having an independent – Two conservatives running. Media,
1: anyway. Doesn't wa- bother you? Um,
2: and well, and then there's – I think there's – how many of us there are 16 Republicans, I, I think, that are actually, that were on my, my list.
1: Okay, but, but the Republican Party will nominate one of the four I mentioned.
2: They're, they're, they're gonna, the Republican Party will nominate one of the four. Right, um, right now, the best guess, because the, the McCain side of the party is all panicked, uh, with, with Kerry out there in her popularity, because, again, it's the popularity contest. The party knows that at the primary, they're going to get 30 percent people show up. And we get X number of percent of that, and then if we can con a few of the independents to vote for us, boom, we win. And then, then they think, okay, it's just going to be, you know, right now the Kerry Lake show against the adjudicated racist. And if that's the case, we need a third party. We need a really great third candidate because that's going to bore the crud out of them.
1: Let me, uh, let me let me do this. Um, let me let me take one more quick break and I'll give you another. This was a shorter segment. We'll give you another long. segment. I'd love to come back on um, a few more issues with you, Alan. Can we start sure. with um, just going off the things I, I get most asked about when I um, when I give public appearances and speeches? Let's talk about us being a border state and all that that entails and how you as governor would uh, do what uh, you can to help uh, protect the border and stop the flow of um, illegal immigrations. Uh, I am Seth Leapson. He is Alan White, independent candidate for governor. His Twitter account at No More Tweedles. We'll be right back. Seth Leapson's show Alan White is our guest. He is a candidate for governor, running as an independent. His Twitter account at No More Tweedles. Uh, the way Twitter works, obviously, no spaces, at no more Tweedles. Alan, talk to me about your concerns or views having to do with us being a border state and the problems with uh, illegal immigration right now.
2: Uh, I see the border with California, a good <laughs> um, No, being a border state is, is really crucial. Um, we have to have a border, no border, no sovereignty. Um, whatever the federal government is not doing right now, the state should be doing in some capacity uh finishing building uh protecting uh aiding the the border patrol and doing what they're doing giving them their horses back um it, it, we should be surveilling the you know like i said you know the civil drone patrol get people out there watching the border it actually should be on television You should be able to go to channel 11 and see feeds of the border being surveyed i mean it is our border uh, so uh, we should be doing everything we can to um within the rules to make sure that we are taking care of our, uh, our property just like we do our own uh, our own fence line.
1: would you as a governor declare a state of emergency and activate the national guard to patrol the border
2: um I, I, I might necessarily do a state of emergency but i might encourage them to do uh training exercises down on the road that goes by they might have to, think to do that i think uh, there'd be ways to where you don't officially declare things and or, you know, try to piss off the feds and, or, and say we make it work. So, you know, just the National Guard, state, again, it's the, the, the thing, state of emergency is a tough thing.
1: But it's the one thing that would allow us not to anger the federal government in the sense of acting illegally, right?
2: Uh, well, the state of emergency gets their, their eyes up, but if you, you know, if the, border, if the National Guard is doing training exercises and they're there, if they're there, the people don't come um, if they're known and, there also has to be, you know, if you go to Area Fifty One and they don't have guards everywhere, they have a small fence line. They have a sign that says "Deadly Force Authorized Beyond This Point."
1: Um, and, and a lot of miles. Not that
2: you want to do that. And, but, and a
1: lot of miles but, and a bunker. And a lot of miles. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you and, and overhead. Yeah. Okay. But you want yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah, to?
2: You. Uh, wanna, you <laughs> but it's it's interesting. There's no penalty. Okay, we, they've made it penalty free, and that's not—you can't do that. You, you All right. can't come here; it's just not.
1: Talk to me about budget and taxes. Your views on the budget, Arizona state budget, and how you would fund it, and your view on raising, lowering, cutting, changing the tax system in Arizona.
2: Well, since Doug just got his flat tax in, that nobody was really clamoring for, you know how the tax situation sets up. Nobody was clamoring for it, but right now we're in a pretty low-tax state. Most of the taxes probably don't need to be adjusted too much. Um, budgeting, uh, I'm a lot with budgets. I'm as being really effective and efficient in going through budgets. When I did that thing in 1998, I went through all the departments, see what they were doing. I'm actually going to reorganize and reenergize a lot of government. Um, the, the, the flow flowchart for government is not good, and people are not. You know, it's all been piecemeal for the last 40 or 50 years, and I'm going to really go in and try to segment it and see where we can save money, move money. I mean, on a total outlay, we'll probably be at the same outlay, but I bet we can get a lot more out of the funds we spend. Uh, I'm going to do a lot with CPS and the foster care program uh, and the kids who time out of foster care. There's a whole lot of... Oh, that's that's a big issue and a
1: good one to raise. I'm glad you did. Talk to us about that. You don't hear enough about that. I'm glad you did.
2: Um, this is insanity, Seth. Um, you know, the government passed, hey, you can keep your kids on your insurance till you're 25, but the foster care program pumps kids when they're 18. Mm-hmm. And there, you know, there are responsibilities. The state took on the responsibility, and then they abrogated it at, at the time they time out. And, and that's ridiculous. There's there's so much more that needs to be done for the kids in the foster care program, for the people who are doing foster care. For uh, the all the things that are in that process, there's and, and again, it's it's not a glamorous thing to get into, get your hands into, but in the end, it's very very necessary uh, for the for the humanity, the humanity of our state and how we do that correctly.
1: Um, talk to me about, uh, about another issue that we uh, – at least I care a lot about, and I think a lot of my listeners based on the reception of it, which is um, s- substance use and abuse in Arizona. We have a lot of illegal drugs flowing into Arizona from Mexico. We, have, we just got some new statistics in from the American Academy of Pediatrics, the Arizona chapter, showing a sky-high uh, sky rising rate of substance abuse or use by, by teens uh, over the course of 2020 from 2019. Talk to me about that issue.
2: Um, like you involved, uh, we have had friends, uh, family members who have uh, have committed suicide on and doing all kinds of you know bad drugs. But fentanyl. This this thing is uh, again out of control. It goes to the border. It goes to unwill of the federal government to uh, really police the, the the really dangerous things in the world. You know, we we spend so much time on a flu and not enough time on things that are really killing and endangering. Uh, the minds of our, our young people and with the suicide again, the suicide rate is, is astronomical and there are reasons for it. And it's sad for sure.
1: What would you do about it?
2: Um, it's, it's daily awareness by the people, you know, each individual person. If you have a, a young person in your family who's depressed or you think they're doing something, just get in their lives, be involved I was an involved parent. We were involved parents. We knew everything. Their kids knew we knew everything that they were doing, no matter what, and that was beneficial because it allowed us to have a great family life. And they had also saw, them you know, kids that were having problems, had substance problems, and realized that it was about education. It's, it's a hard thing to, to to put a real handle on in a in a in a in a, in a, in a macro sense. Um, you can do what you can with education, with treatment, uh, with policing, with, you know, do it. W- would can you fund more tuition. of it? Would
1: you seek more funding for all those things?
2: Uh, whatever their funding levels is, you know, you don't want to cut them for sure. You know, and again, I have not had the budget in my hand, you know, but cutting the budget is not ever the thing. How you rearrange it and then plus natural uh, increases because we're going to get another 700,000 people in here in the next decade or so we need.
1: And then finally, and I guess I I, I was derelict in not putting this point to you earlier because I was focusing mostly on the Republican side. We're talking to Alan White, candidate for governor on the independent line. Uh, Alan, finally, the Democrat you would expect to be running and the biggest deficits that Democrat has going going forward.
2: Um, Just being a leftist Democrat is is baggage enough. Uh, If Katie Hobbs survives this. You know, adjudication. Of yeah, that's a question, uh, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Let the let the primary take care of it. I think I, I saw the next name in line is is, uh, is is Mayor Kate here in Phoenix, and but you know, her husband was not you know wanted to be picked by the Democrats to run against Kelly because he was too radical then. So you know, the Democrats are not going to put anybody forward that anybody should vote for. Period. They can't because all they're going to do is be beholden to the party for two things: put as much social spending in our budget. And to nominate as many liberal judges as they can. Democrats only care about two things: social programs and liberal judges. Nothing else. They don't care about anything else. They couldn't care what's one about a wastewater treatment plant. Well, Alan, Alan so, White,
1: thank you for your time. I want to give out your your info one more time. Alan White, A L A N White, W H I T E, independent candidate for governor of Arizona. Twitter account at no. More Tweedles. No more Tweedles. T-W-E-E-D-L-E-S. Alan, thank you, sir. I'm Seth Liebson. We will be right back. Welcome back to The Seth Liebson Show. Uh, We're going to get an update uh, on lots of things uh, from uh, Congressman David Schweikert. In just a few moments, right after the top of the hour news break, um, I was putting together earlier the news story of what's been um, what's been put out regarding the FBI monitoring parents and a whistleblower who's showing evidence that this is uh, this is taking place under the <laughs> counterterrorism division of the FBI going after school boards here in Scottsdale. We have our own problems, of course, Lori Roberts, as I was saying Had a really good op-ed in the Arizona Republic about it. She quoted a parent who's on the other side of where I suspect most of us are. Uh, Let me just put it this way. She quotes a parent who disagrees with those who oppose critical race theory. She quotes a parent who I suppose supports the teaching of critical race theory. Here's the quote. They, meaning we, they prefer their history whitewashed and their kids in gender assigned at birth bathrooms. They want to control curriculum and teachers and ensure that their children are never made to feel uncomfortable about our history, hear both sides of things like the Holocaust, and that their Christian values are upheld. Um, I don't know anyone, and I would be open to seeing anyone who wants to teach two sides of the Holocaust. I'd love to see what that's all about. I've never heard of that in the opposition to critical race theory. I have never heard that from any of us, any of us, that the issue is about upholding Christian values. I've heard it talk about Western. I've heard it Judeo-Christian. I haven't heard Christian values. But this notion that they, we individual citizens, want to control curriculum – and control, by the way, this parent puts in all caps, that we want to control curriculum. Who's supposed to control the curriculum? I mean isn't that the democratic process of what's decided at the school boards where the curriculums are decided upon? Who should control the curriculum if not the parents of the children? if not the citizens who vote for school. What's the point of having elections for school board if you think half of the population doesn't have a right to have a say about it or in it? If that's your notion of control, understand what you're saying, please. It's you who want to control the curriculum because you don't want input from other citizens who may have different points of view. I can guarantee you this person hasn't read any of our concerns teach both sides of the holocaust teach both sides I I, I I i've never heard such a thing i've never heard such a thing but it's not about controlling curriculum by taking it away from those who rightly prescribe our curriculum it's about the citizens always and ever having the input at school board meetings and elections to Outline, yes, and provide, yes, and approve of, yes, the curriculum. I believe they're the ones who are trying to control. We'll be right back.